Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. On today's show, I have Lori Garner. She recently was from Florida, but moved to Tennessee following her grandchildren. In Florida, she was a photographer her whole life, where she worked for a magazine, Spotlight Families. On today's show, she'll tell us a story how she had a Damascus Road experience with Jesus Christ as love on a triune Tennessee road. Now on to our show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. All right, Lori, let's talk about who you are and where you came from and tell us a little bit about yourself. Go back as far as you want to. So let's go with that. Okay, well... My story actually started back in Florida, and it's probably been about two years ago that my story started. My family life, basically, I am married to a really wonderful guy named Phil. I have two wonderful parents who have loved me unconditionally my whole life. They're still with me, thank God. And I have four beautiful kids, and I have six grandkids. So we were in Florida. I grew up in Florida my whole life. And all of a sudden, my son-in-law told me, hey, we're moving to Tennessee, and they were going to take four of my grandkids with them. So I said, my husband and I packed it up, and we came to Tennessee. When I got here, it was very difficult for me because my whole life, I was a photographer back in Florida, and I worked for a magazine by the name of Spotlight Families. And when I got here to Tennessee, I was trying to rebuild my photography uh, company and I was having a difficult time doing so. When I got here was August, right before the winter came and I was trying to get everything back on, you know, back on some type of business platform and nothing was happening. I was right. reaching out, I couldn't get anybody really interested in photography and then winter hit and here it snows, everybody rolls in the sidewalks and stays inside till spring. <laughs> so I found myself in a really stagnant situation thinking, did I really make the right move? Was the right move coming from Florida to Tennessee? I don't know. And then back in Florida, I actually had a photo shoot before I got here and I had met a musician and she actually came to Tennessee and she started living here and we became friends. Mm -hmm. And at that point, she was introducing me to music, her music, and I had lost that love for the music. I wasn't listening to it like I used to when I was a child. So I would go to her shows and we would just um, listen to her music and something started happening to me. I started having these um, messages almost. I would be so moved by the, by the words of the music and the melodies and everything and we became close friends. Well, one day I was in, uh, tr not trying, I was in, uh, yeah, I was actually in Triune. I was in Triune coming out of my daughter's neighborhood, and I was coming down a hill. And at that point, I had this light, this love, and this warm that I couldn't describe. Mm -hmm. And I pulled my car over, and I called my friend. And I said, oh, my God, this just happened. I don't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, it's the love inside you coming out. And I said to her, if that's the case, you were the spark. At that point, I had no religious background, so I really did not know what happened. Mm -hmm. I have nothing like that in my background. So I came home and I told my husband, this just happens to me. Mm -hmm. 
But we really didn't say too much about it. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, he was going to work. And at five o'clock in the morning, I got up with him and he was going to work. I gave him a kiss, sent him out the door. And I actually sat in my lazy boy chair. I put in my earbuds because, like I said, music was playing a significant part at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Put in my earbuds and I kicked, I kicked my lazy boy back and I started praying to God. And I wasn't looking for God before. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to God like that before. And all of a sudden, this was coming out like a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there meditating from 5 o'clock in the morning till night fell. I didn't get up. I didn't go to the restroom. I didn't get any food. My husband called me at 6 o'clock, and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, I said, I'm sitting here in the dark. And he goes, why are you sitting in the dark? And I said, I don't know. All I know is I've been talking to God the entire day. Now, that's never happened to me before. I didn't even pray on a regular basis. I was one of those kind of people that would say, oh, someone's in the hospital, let me say a prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can just fix them, make them well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. And all of a sudden, I found myself in this meditation for an entire day talking to God. Now, you could ask me, well, what did you say? <laughs> I don't know what I said. I really can't tell you what I said. I just know that it was God that I was talking to the entire day. So from there, all of a sudden, my energy level spiked up. I started it sounds crazy. I started dancing 24 hours a day. I was talking to him all the time. Um, I was going to my daughter's house every day and they were watching me kind of doing this like, Oh my goodness, mom, are you okay? You know, kind of thing. (laughs) You wonder if they wondered if you lost it, you know, if you lost it. At at one point, my daughter says, mom, listen, we're really worried about you. I think maybe you need an MRI. Let's see (laughs) if there's something going on in your head. (laughs) And and maybe there's a brain tumor. And I, I came home and I told my husband, if there's a brain tumor, I'm not taking it out because this is amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. it put me on a love high like I can't describe. I was dancing. I was doing all kinds of strange things like I would come home at night and my husband would go to bed and I would be in the middle of my living room all hours with wow. my hands outstretched, praising God. And I'm oh, like, wow. this is not me. And I would bury my head in his chest and cry and say, people are thinking I am losing my mind. (laughs) Okay. And and I just couldn't understand everything that was happening. Right. You know, Um, I had this, this energy and this love that I couldn't contain. Mm -hmm. And the, my friend that I spoke to that I called her from the car, the moment it happened, um, she was just involved with my life. I was still going to things, but I was on this love high. And my husband one day goes, well, what is it you want to do with this? And I said, I don't know. All I know is he wants me to love. That's the only thing I can tell you. I don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So with that happening, um, all of a sudden I was on this real love high for like uh, probably about three weeks. And everything was great. And every, I mean, I was going down, I don't know if you know the highways here in Tennessee. I was going down 840 with my hand outside my car, (laughs) praising God. And I would think, oh my goodness, they're going to think I'm losing my mind, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Things like that were happening to me that never happened to me before. Okay. 
So the time that I went into uh, that love high, that same Sunday, right after that meditation, that Sunday, I got up and I told my husband, I'm going to church. And he goes, going to church? For what? I'm going to work. I go, I don't know. I'm going to church. And I got myself dressed and I found a church here in Spring Hill. And I went to a church by the name of uh, The Bridge. And I walked in and I walked past all the people. And you have to understand, I'm kind of an introvert. I'm mm -hmm. not out there like that. I kind of one of those people that kind of stays in the shadow and I kind of, you know, try to make friends with people that want to talk so that I'm not having to talk. <laughs> so I'm going through the church. I go all the way to the front row and service starts and they start singing. And there I am with both hands up in the air, praising God. And I, I put my hand up and I go, here I am. Count me in. Okay. So things like that were happening to me wow. a lot. Okay. Way out of my normal uh, personality, my yeah. normal way I conducted my life. And it was all around him and all around this love that I couldn't contain. Mm -hmm. This and definitely sounds like a I great... From, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just say definitely there was a transformation. I got before you continue with your story. I got this question: What were your, was your life a little bit before you got that transformation? That almost that inner light being shine. What was your life like? So someone can actually relate to because you were you were not young or you were more you know latter years um, right. before it happened. What what was your life like? Was there a hole? Was there a gap? I mean, there was no religion. There was no Christianity, no Catholic, nothing. There, there was, basically, uh, did you I, know of God at all? Or? Well, um, what happened was, um, I was, I was married early in my twenties. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I had two, two children and I went through a divorce like many of us right. today <laughs> seem right. to go through. And I remarried and, and he had two kids and we had a blended family of four. Okay. My early childhood, I had my parents who um, gave me unconditional love, so I didn't have any darkness in that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any darkness really in my life with my, you know, my marriages. That was just a normal life right. pickup, as I said. Yeah. You know, and I was very happy with my life, mm -hmm. but I was very much an introvert and very much um, quiet. I didn't really talk a lot. I would go into a party and people would say, why is she so quiet? She has nothing to say. I would really not talk a lot. So it would be very unusual for me to strike up a conversation with you. Um, if you came to talk to me, I might have a conversation, but I would never be assertive enough to go right. do it. So a lot of things changed. It almost, I say it went from like a darkness from that perspective to he flipped on a light and he threw me out there and now I'm all over the place. Yes. So that changed. Okay. That changed dramatically. And, and I say he gave me a story. Mm -hmm. He gave me a story to share. So I've been out there sharing it with whoever stands by me or whoever will listen. Okay. So that's part of it. Mm. But my life was very comfortable, very happy, very, you know, nothing really happening. The only thing I could say at the juncture of that time, um, I was feeling stagnant. And we all do that. There's right. times in our life where we feel stagnant and things aren't happening the way we want and stuff like that. And I was feeling stagnant. That was the only thing. So when I talk about my story, and I've told this to other people, I'll go, my story is not like other stories where they had this bad thing happen to them. 
Mm-hmm. And they come to God and they see a change dramatically because they were either on drugs or something terrible happened in their life and that he right. found them. Mine's not like that. So I say, I say, you don't have to be in a bad spot. He will get you no matter where you are. And you don't have to be in a dark spot. Right. And that's what happened with me. I was okay, you know, and all of a sudden this happened. And he has, I, I like to say he, he took me, he flipped me upside down. He turned me inside out. He put me on my feet and he said, now go. <laughs> and that's what I did. So that's pretty much what happened at that place. Oh, wow. That is interesting. As, as I said, I've not talked to anybody like you. You're unique. And for, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure there's other people that the same thing happened to. But as far as my circle of people, you're unique. So um, so yeah. basically, since that transformation, things have started changing. You're pre- you, found, you, know, you found a local church to go to and stuff like that. And what are you doing nowadays that actually spread that love that's inside of you that it, Jesus put there and now it's, out, it's shining outside? What are you, what's going on in your life that point from that point well let, let me let me back up just a little bit and tell you okay. what happened from that that love high i was on okay i was on that love high and all of a sudden i went into a dark spot and uh, i took it was about two week period where all i did was cry i cried and i cried and i cried and i didn't understand why i was crying why am i crying you know kind of thing and all of a sudden I was crying to him and i asked him you know i had i had lost my sister a few years ago to cancer and I, at that point, I asked him, you know, what's happening? Why did you take her from me? Because I felt like I could go to her and I didn't have her now to talk to. So I said, why did you take her? She's always led her. And I heard in my soul, she's still leading you. She's just leading you to heaven. Mm. And when I felt that in my soul, I stopped crying immediately. It completely stopped. And I called my friend that I, that I talked to the first time it happened. Right. And I realized at that point she had, she got scared and she bailed out of my life and she shut all doors. She shut every social media account that we had together and completely bolted out of my life. Hmm. So at that point I was still feeling vulnerable and I have one of the things, one of my titles is vulnerable, that ugly word, because that's where I was at that point. Right. But at that point, other things were happening. I got a job with a company called Life Touch. And they actually have photography going into all the churches in Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois. Okay. And I was actually put on, get it, I was on the church division. (laughs) He placed placed me there for a reason. Right. So here I am going to all these churches in all the area, taking photos, which I love to do, for their directories. Right. So what happened there, because I had no biblical background and I really didn't know a lot, I would walk into these churches like a child starving for something, you know, right. and I would go in and I'd ask questions and I'd read all the signs all over the windows and all over the doors and on the pamphlets, on the, on the walls, everything I could gather. I was kind of soaking it in as I went on my way. So what my very first church that I went to, it was a church in Hendersonville, uh, Tennessee. I know that city. Before that, before that happened, um, my grandkids were at my house, and they were fighting, and I separated them, and I injured my right hand. I t- twisted my middle finger. It made the letter L. <laughs> and I went to a, I went to a uh, doctor, and they, t- t- they took a look at my hand, and they said, you need to have surgery, and we'll go ahead and set you up. But meanwhile, wear this brace. 
So I had my hand in a brace for my very first job when I went to Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. Both hands I had in a brace, and I'm going to this church. So I got there early, and I go in, and I start talking to the lady, giving me directions all around. And I said, listen, I'm brand new to this. This happened to me. Tell me everything because I want to know. So she gave me a nice little tour, and she left me standing um, in, in the sanctuary right in front of the basin of holy water. And she goes, I got to go back to work. I said, okay, I'm going to stay here for a little bit. Is that okay? She said, yes. At this point, I'm standing in front of the holy water, and I put my hand on the water, and I do Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and I don't know nothing how to do it. I've only seen right. it in the movies. I look up and I say, please forgive me if it's wrong. I'm doing the best I can, and I'm trying to learn as fast as I can. Right. And I went in their back room, and I prayed. I was at this church for four days. On the third day, I put my hand in the holy water, and I rubbed my hand that was going to have the surgery. And I went in the back, and I prayed. And I finished the, the four days there. Now, two weeks after that, I'm scheduled for surgery, and my husband takes off of work, and we go to the surgery center, and we went to a Catholic hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And again, I did not know it was a Catholic hospital. I walk in, I see a flag, I see a cross, and I go, oh, I'm supposed to be here too, because he's been leading me every place I needed right. to go. It was an amazing thing. So I go in, I pay my money, I sit down. In a few minutes, they call me in the back, and I go in. And they give me my gown. I put on my gown. And the lady, the nurse there is taking my vitals. And all of a sudden, the doctor comes. And he goes, oh, let me, how are you doing? I get fine. He goes, let me see your hand. And I stretched out my hand right in front of his face, about two inches from his nose. And I, he says, wiggle your fingers. And I proceeded to wiggle my fingers like I was playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me in the face and he goes, does, you know, does that hurt at all? I go, no. And he took my hand and he was mashing my hand and wiggling my fingers. And he's saying, are you sure that doesn't hurt? I go, no, not at all. And he goes, why are we doing surgery? I go, I don't know. You tell me. And he goes, if I saw you in my office today, I would tell you you don't need surgery unless you want it. And I go, well, of course I don't want it. And he talked to the, he talk, turned to the nurse. He says, scratch the surgery. Her hand is fine. And I walked out of the hospital with no surgery. Did you get a refund on that? Because you uh, yep. didn't have to. Yep, they gave oh. me my they gave me my money back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good story. I like that. I, you know, that's why I, I developed the Millennium Beat. You know, with stories like this, because I believe these things in the end times are going to be happening a lot. Not to diminish the miracle that you had, but there's just going to be everywhere. God is just going to just show Himself. It's, he's so amazing. It, 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 he blows my mind on a daily. I, I can't even explain it. That is that um, is awesome, I tell you. Now, do you have a question? No, go ahead. Keep going. During during this time, also, I you know I I heard a couple of things. Like my friend bolted out, and and I asked at that time, why did you pick her? Why did you pick somebody that knew what was going on and knew you and could guide me? Mm-hmm. And I heard in my soul, I picked her because she would run, and I you needed to do this by yourself. And looking back on this now. I did need to do this by myself because she would have gotten in the way. And I know right. that in my heart. And I still I still care for her and I still love her. I just right. am not friends at this point. Yeah. But from that, um, other things happened. Um, I was going to church and I kept hearing, get baptized. And I'm like, get baptized? I was baptized as an infant, right. you know, Catholic. They, had, they sprinkled my head as an infant. And I'm like, I've already been baptized. Why do I got to get baptized? Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing in my soul, get baptized. 
until finally I said, okay, I'll get baptized. And I scheduled the appointment and he stopped talking and telling me to get baptized. And I got baptized. (laughs) So that happened as well. All right. So from there, another thing that happened, um, I I heard get a tattoo and I'm like, get a tattoo. I don't even like tattoos. What do you mean get a tattoo? You know, I said, family has tattoos. Why am I to get a tattoo? And I wrestled with that for a while because I would see people saying, don't get a tattoo. And there's a scripture about that, about engraving right. your body. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I, and I, I struggled with it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to get a tattoo, what am I going to get a tattoo about? Right. And the word agape came to, to mind. Uh, okay. Love. And I said, okay, if you want me to get a tattoo, I'll get a tattoo. Well, the first time I went to get a tattoo, I walked in and, and I was going to get baptized and I said I want that before I get baptized and the tattoo parlor in Nashville it's called Music City Music City Tattoo Parlor said oh we won't do that you're going to get baptized there's some tattoo parlor in town that did that and when they baptized they did it in a lake of water and the person got an amoeba and died (laughs) I said okay then I don't want to get a tattoo right now I'll come back another time The, the second time I went I was going to get a tattoo I called that week I was going to get my surgery and I said, I'm going to get a tattoo. And they go, oh, you can't get a tattoo right now. You're going to have surgery. We won't allow it. I said, okay, no problem. I'll wait. So I call them back. I said, I'm going to have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, what's a good time to get this tattoo? I'm talking to myself. I said, oh, my birthday's coming up. It was November 2nd, and it fell on a Friday. It's perfect. That'll be perfect. I'll get to tattoo that day. Right. Well, in the line of work I was in, because I was all over Nashville and, and Illinois and Kentucky, by the time this was happening, I had never worked in Nashville. I was all over, but never in Nashville. I did not tell my, my boss that I was getting a tattoo. and But I was thinking, depending on where she puts me is going to make the deciding factor. Maybe it's me and not him. How many times have you done that? Is it him or me? I don't know. So I was doing that at this time. Like, is this me or him? I'm not sure, you know. So I said, okay, the deciding factor is going to be. If I can get this tattoo, he'll make it happen if he really wants me to get this tattoo. So that week, the schedule came out on Monday. And guess where she put me? Hmm. She put me seven miles from the tattoo parlor. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I did. I got a tattoo. And I don't know if you can see it, but there it is. Oh, okay. It says agape on it. Agape. Okay, cool. It's on the rest. Yeah. You see, it's okay, upside so, down, so it's hard to read. But oh, well, well that's oh, no, yeah, that's fine. Your bracelets <laughs> went in the way, but that's cool. That's a you know, a lot of people would say that you know about tattoos. I mean, um, I know a lot of people that have them. Um, I I'm not opposed to them. You know, I just I, I don't really I don't have any myself. So because um, right. I was I never in the military or anything like that. That's back when it was popular. Military or jail, I guess. <laughs> You know, if I ever had one, I would have one on the on the shoulder or something. But yeah. which I've thought of, but I don't know. It's not a thing I want to do. So, but hey, if the Lord lets you do it, go for it. Well, you know. Now, then, then what happened is I asked my my son in law saw it and he goes, "Why didn't you just write God?" Because he was he walked he's been walking with me through this story. Okay, he based on me every day. Because why didn't you just write God? And I said, because if you saw God on my wrist. You know what it means. Right. Most people don't know what agape means. No. Nope. And they're going to ask me. And when they ask me, it opens up a whole new opportunity for me to tell them about him. That's right. 
That's right. When you have something that somebody that you know opened up a question, it gives you the right to speak to them. I mean, it's just common sense. You know, I mean, you can't go up to God and say, or go up to somebody and say, "Hey, God," you know, let's talk about God. They're gonna say, "Go away." But if they see something on your shirt or hat or something, and they go, "What's that? Why are you wearing that hat?" Now you've got permission to tell them the answer that they need to hear. Right. You know, now speaking of that, been- now I noticed in your background of your, your little thing there, you, you have a picture of Jesus, uh, Life Magazine, uh-huh. it looks like uh, a big shot of that. Um, I, I know you right. didn't take that picture because you're not that old. So no. <laughs> I wish I would have taken that picture. Yeah. And then I see a hap- hat of hope. Uh, I think it's a love underneath it. And then you get another love on the right. on the other side. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of hats, and then something I underneath it. I wear a hat most of the time. Oh, do you? Yeah, so me. I, if I, especially with my lights here, if I don't, I have. I just had my hair shaved, like really, gets really bright, you know. <laughs> so that's why I wear a hat. I kind of like it that way. That's pretty cool. I have. If you look on my social media, most of the time you'll see me in a hat, and it's usually my love hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like your, it's like what, if you define what your mission is, is love, which is good because there was a, you might not have heard of this guy. He's since passed away. His name's Bob Jones and he went to heaven and there was two lines and he could keep hearing Jesus asked the people, he says, have you learned to love yet? You know, and that was the biggest commandment in heaven was he, Jesus would ask the people, if you've learned to love, yes, go here. No, you haven't, you know, go there type of thing. Um, you know, because he says, what's the greatest commandment is love your, your neighbor as, as you love yourself. And, and a lot right. of things from psychology point of view is you can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. So love right. is a very important thing. And, and what is God? God is love. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you are representing the love of Christ, which a lot of people don't. So that's a good, that's a good thing. That's a good ministry yeah. to have. A love ministry. I- I got to tell you, I, you know, I look at, I'm, I belong to a, a lot of different social media platforms mm-hmm. and I'm looking today and today I see a lot of like what's coming, like, like fear and all this right. stuff. And when I see that, I just close my eyes and say, I thank you. You gave me love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful that you didn't give me the others. I'm thankful you gave me the love to share because that's what he did. Right. Now. I have other things that have happened during this time. One of the things that happens to me, too, is I, I started meditating from that one time that I meditate. Okay. I never used to write. I used to have a friend that was a photographer in back in Florida, and she'd say, you got to write more on your social media posts. I go, no, I just do a, I'll just do a quote, and I'm done. Right. Well, I started meditating, mm-hmm. and when I meditate and I close my eyes, stories were unfolding in my head. Mm. Now, I have to tell you, at the beginning, I would, I would pray, you know, and I would talk to God and talk to Jesus and, and talk to the Holy Spirit, and Jesus would come to most of these, mm-hmm. and a story would unfold, and the minute I finish the meditation, I would sit up and write them, mm-hmm. something that was never something I did before either. Okay. So, I have a lot of these, and a lot of these were lessons, almost, that they were teaching me things as I was going. It mm-hmm. was kind of a strange way to learn, but I was learning things. Mm-hmm. And I later on in my in my journey, I made friends with someone that's very um, grounded in the word. And I would tell her, and I'd share these with her, and she'd go, "These are so lining up with scripture. You can't believe that these are, but they are. Let me mm-hmm. show you where." And she'd send me scriptures of things that it ha- that I would lay out in a in a in a meditation. Right. 
And this happened a lot. Mm-hmm. So I started writing and I started meditating these stories out. So that's part of my journey as well. Mm-hmm. So, and that's been an amazing thing. Now, let's talk about that word uh, meditation. It has okay. sometimes a negative sense to it, new age, stuff like that. And uh, But really, it's just communing with God. It's just sitting there, and, and you talk to God, but then you're sitting there, you're letting God talk to you. It's right. That's meditation. They say to meditate on the word, you know. Um, so right. People listen to the word, people read the word, and they just right through it. Where meditation is like, okay, it's like taking... Uh, how I'm an analogy that just came in my head was like eating a steak. You bite into it and you chew it and you chew it and chew it and chew it and get the best flavor out of it, you know, and then you swallow it. It's not right. down the, the hatch, there it goes. We right. meditate on that food. We, we you know, it, it, it just grows, you know, and it just, it just gets to a different level than just chewing it and swallowing it, you know, and that's what real meditation chuck- is. What are you saying? I chuckled because I use that almost that same. The same words the other day to a friend of mine. Oh, we okay. Were talking about that's cool. We were talking about. Um, I, I I've never read the Bible at, at the first okay. whole year of my journey. I never picked up the Bible, and I would say it's too confusing. I don't want to. I don't want mm-hmm. to read the Word because what I had is I felt Him. Mm-hmm. You had and the Living Word. Meditate, I would feel Him, and I'm like, why do I want to go read this boring old book that I don't <laughs> understand? I don't want to read this boring old book. So I told her just the other day, because her and I connected, and we started actually a Bible word study 12 months ago. And I told her like this, I said, the only way I can tell you is this, why would I want to read the label on the steak package Mm -hmm. when I can eat the steak? Right. (laughs) I told her almost those words the other day. But I'm going to tell, I want to go back a little bit before I keep going and tell you a really funny story that happened in my walk. You'll get a chuckle out of this one. All right. I told you that in the middle of the night, I was out there praising God in the middle of my living room. Mm-hmm. Well, three days, I had three days with no one around. My husband was at work. My children were out of town. And I was doing the usual, you know, talking to him while I was doing the dishes or, you know, uh, doing the laundry. And I found myself in my living room. My hands opened up, looking up, talking to God. And at that given moment, I had something come over me that... I felt like I fell in love with him. I can't explain it. I just, it was something that came over me. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling in love with God. And I go, who does this? They're going to lock me up. (laughs) And I grabbed my phone. This is a real story. I grabbed my phone and I Googled falling in love with God because I knew for sure that if I told anybody that I was falling in love with God, that they were going to lock me up. And so I'm going through and I find it and I finally Google it and I look and I go, oh, wait, there's songs falling in love with God. People do fall in love with God, but I didn't know about it. So I was like, oh, my goodness, this is okay. So you know what? It's okay to fall in love with God. (laughs) I was like that. And then I go, oh, no, I got to tell my husband I'm falling in love with somebody else. How do I do this? (laughs) How do I do this now? You know, right. So that night we were going to go to dinner. And we went to the Cheesecake Factory at the mall. And I was like a little kid because I was on this love high that I just fell in love with God, (laughs) you know. And he puts you in almost like a euphoric kind of feeling, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of thing. If you've ever felt it, that's what it feels like. Right. So I'm sitting across from him and I can't sit still. I'm like a young little girl skating back and forth on the thing. And I go, I got to tell you something. 
And he goes, what? What is it? I go, oh, I can't tell you this. <laughs> and I told him again, I go, I, I got to tell you this. He goes, well, what is it? Tell me. I go, oh, I can't tell you this. <laughs> Finally, he goes, he goes, tell me. I go, I can't tell you. So then he takes his plate and he pushes it way far back. And we're in a booth. So he sits back with his arms crossed like that. And he says, just tell me. So in that moment, I took a deep breath. I opened my arms wide and I go, I fell in love with God this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me and I go, and he just stays quiet for a minute and he leans forward. He goes, is that all? And I go, yes. And he goes, that happens. <laughs> okay. So that was another unusual spot that I had during my story. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you this question. Now that you're the wife of love, um, how does your husband, how is he reacting to all this? I know that in the scene that you just talked about, he was like, oh, is that it? But what was his life like a little bit? Because was he a Christian at the time or not a Christian um, before you or after you? What was? Let's hear about a little bit about that. Well, he grew up since he was born in the church. Okay. And, but he, he probably hasn't been to church, let's say, probably in the last... 30 or 40 years. Okay. He had the, he had the base as a child and as a young man. Yeah. But then he kind of walked away. Okay. I mean, he believes and he has the base. Right. But he's not actively searching. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is. He just doesn't share that with me. But at least when I talked to him, he always gave me grounding. Like mm -hmm. even when I would say, I am losing my mind. People are going to lock me up. He'd say, you're not losing your mind. A lot of people do this. Just mm -hmm. chill. <laughs> so I thank God for him because right. he kept me kind of grounded. And when I was going through my dark places and I was crying, he would say, do you need me? And I go, I got to work through this. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go sit on the couch. If, if you need me, I'm right here. Call me. Okay. So he was super. And, and, and I, I tell my parents, I fell in love more with him now than ever because he was just always there for me no matter what I came up with. Right. Well, that's so, cool. That's cool. All yeah. right. We're um, winding down now a little bit, and we've done a great conversation so far. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that you're doing right now and where people can find you uh, and stuff like that, and then we'll wrap up the show from that point. So. Okay. One of the things that happened, like I said, I started writing, and I told you that I didn't want to touch the Bible. Mm -hmm. And in my photography uh, work, I went to a church in Lebanon and I met a, a woman there and she actually started, like, she was like, I think, uh, had a, a religious background from an infant almost. Mm -hmm. And she's a, she's a, been a missionary. She's been a, a, a Bible school teacher and her and I kind of connected. And I told her, I have a ring actually that I have made that says Elohim on the ring. Mm -hmm. And on, on that ring when i met her i showed her the ring okay and she goes wow that's really interesting can i do you have a facebook page and i said sure and she connected with me on facebook and then um i said let's meet for lunch and let me share your share my story which we did and she kept telling me you have to read the bible and i kept telling her i don't want to read the bible i just want to feel him but she kept after me and one day on my phone i found an easy button and on that easy button, when I opened it, all of a sudden, the scripture, I could understand what it said. And then from there, we started a Bible word study. You still with me? 
Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm just off the camera because, okay. yeah, I'm just. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Keep going. I wasn't sure. I wasn't yeah, I'll, sure. I'll do a two shot so you can actually see me too. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Yep. Anyway, we started a Bible word study. We started it actually December 14th, 2019. Okay. And on that day, I committed to her to study one word a day with her every mm. day for one year. Mm. So on that day, we started doing the word every day. So. Two days from now, uh, on December fourteenth, I will we will have completed thirty three hundred and sixty five words. Wow! What I do is I look at the word mean the meaning of the word. Mm-hmm. Together we look up scriptures and we share them. We discuss what we found, and then because I started writing, I start writing about the word. Mm-hmm. So I started that on December fourteenth, and then I wasn't really doing anything with it, and then COVID hit. Oh. And when COVID hit, I felt like it shut all the doors for me to share. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to the churches because my, my company laid us off. Right. And I had no one really to say, you know, what was going on in my life. The day my company laid me off, I opened my computer and I thought, where can I share this story? And I started a blog. Okay. And my blog, my blog actually um, is, I started sharing the words. And actually, because it has music and my photography, it encompasses everything. Hmm. I, do, I, 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 I do photography at the top. I do what I write about the word. And then I always put music at the bottom with a song that touched me when I wrote. Okay. So it's got all three elements in the blog. But the blog started on March 19th when COVID hit. Uh. So, but my word study is going to be ending in December 14th. I probably, I might continue it. I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. Okay. The blog is called Trying and Loves Me. And I was all the way doing that. And I thought, I got to share the story because I have so many elements in this story that are so unique right. for me. You know, when I tell people about it, they say, well, I've never heard of anything like that. You know, so, and I had felt like I had to share the story that he gave me to share. Okay. So I f- saw the podcasting and i thought well maybe that's an avenue for me to podcast Mm -hmm. so on mother's day my son goes what do you want for mother's day i said get me a mic i gotta tell my story and he bought me a mic for my for mother's day Mm -hmm. and i launched my podcast on on in september i did a trailer in august and then i did the official launch in september no this is this past september a couple months ago not a year ago but okay right no just just this past past september okay i have 15 episodes is actually my testimony okay. and what I told you today, pieces of it. So mm-hmm. it's actually my testimony. And now I'm actually starting to share my meditations and my words that, oh. that we've studied in the Bible. So that's where it's kind of taken me right now. Now, and if both, you were, because we do audio and video, so, and I can do graphics and stuff. So people on the audio side, where can they, or what's the exact name of the show on the, for podcasting? What, so they can look it up in Apple or wherever. It's Triune Loves Me. Okay. Now, I have a story about why I got that name, so let me tell you that story real okay. quick. Okay, and I'm going to go back to another camera shot here. So, there, go ahead. Okay. Okay, how I got the name Triune Loves Me is during my journey, I looked everything up, everything, and I questioned how come nobody ever tells me they fall in love with the Holy Spirit. Why don't they say they fall in love with the Holy Spirit? They fall in love with God. They fall in love with Jesus. But I never hear anyone say that. So I got my phone and I started looking that up. Mm -hmm. So when I look it up, I go all the way to the bottom of the page 
And all of a sudden, that's when it clicked and it jumped out at me. And it says, other words for the Trinity, triune, is sitting mm -hmm. there. And I go, oh, my God. The road that I was on at the very first time that I had that love hit me, I was in a road in triune, Tennessee. Mm. So... I wasn't planning on doing a blog. I wasn't planning on doing a podcast. Right. But I, I shifted my Instagram account to Tryon loves me because that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. I felt he's talking to me and try you. Come on. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I made that my, my name in my okay. Instagram. Oh. And then all of a sudden my blog became that name and then my podcast became that name. So Tryon loves me is like that. Now, sometimes when you see it and I write it, I write Tryune. I write love in all caps and a small s me. Okay. And the reason it's all in caps because in one of my in one of my many stops along the way, what happened was um, I said to God in a prayer, I said, I can't call you father. Father's just too formal for me. You and I are spending way too much time together. I gotta call you something else. And I said, I know I'm going to call you love because that's what I think of when I think of you. And then what happened, we had Easter and I thought, Oh no, I'm leaving people out. And that Easter, when I pray, I pray to loves L O V E with a little S and that's the father, son and Holy ghost. Mm -hmm. So when I pray and I tell my friend, when I pray all their attention, I don't want just one, <laughs> just one. Right. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah, cool. So, so that came about too. So the reason I have that name, Triune Loves Me, is because of that. Cool. I like that. That's a good. It's good when God gives you, you know, the inspiration to come up with something like a name. Because I know I've had monthly companies and, and to come up with a name. I had a company called Eternal uh, Eternal Memories, which was great because I internalized people's memories. You know, like if you have an old story or something like that. And that was my first part of it. Uh, I had to change the name because I kept getting things for caskets and funerals and stuff like that. People <laughs> thought I had to do with that. No, I'm, and, and then I, come, I came up with a company, um, um, Video Impressions, which was dealing with stuff um, for weddings and, you know, stuff right. like that. But basically, it's all, it's funny how God does that in our lives. He takes us from one point to another point. But if we look at it, it was like a map. There's things that God has created in us, teaching us at specific times of our lives. And later on, he brings it all together. It's, it's been, it's been an amazing 25 months. And, mm. um, one of the things you'll hear if you listen to my podcast, I am a work in progress because he's mm. not done with me yet. And I've been, there's things that I haven't even discussed that's in my podcast right. that I have been on. He's placed me on the most amazing ride I could have ever, I could have ever imagined. I could right. never even imagine this. Yeah. And it's been eye-opening, heart-opening, soul-opening. I just, I, I can't even describe it. Right, right. You know? Well, it's definitely, um, you know, we've talked a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about. I mean, if we had the time, but we're kind of running short, short on that right now. So, but what I do, um, I, Lori, I'd like to thank you very much for being on the Millennium Beat. I appreciate you being here. 
Well, I really had a good time talking to you. And whenever I can share his story, it excites me. That's cool. (laughs) So thank you for the platform. You're welcome. Anytime. We'll have you back again. Um, Everybody that's listening and watching, thank you. You've um, been watching the Millennium Beat. And this is your host, Kevin James. And we'll catch you guys next week. Same time, same channel. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beats podcast, encouraging the world one story at a time. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your stories, so send them to stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957. You may find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Please like and follow us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website, at www.themillenniumbeat.com where you'll find our last 25 podcasts, our list of our different platforms you may listen to or download our podcast, our latest YouTube videos for all our shows on the Millennium Beat Network, a calendar with past and future guests for all the Millennium Beat Network shows. Also, there's pages with pictures of all our guests and hosts. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us at info at themillenniumbeat.com This has been a Millennium Beat production copyright 2021 The guests' views and opinions may not always be the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC